like it. Try again. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Anybody are. There we go. Awesome. Don't you love our wonderful world that God gave us? A couple days ago, we were, you know, in the Pacifics. It was 70. We were going to have life in spring. And then the Lord said, you need some more snow. We have, we've had some snow in Terre Haute today. 50-degree jump. Wow, that's fantastic. How exciting. Except no one's happy about it. I'm not sure what the problem is. So today, we're going to talk about change. Someone say change. Say it like you mean it. Wow, that's so weak. Okay, you know what? The Lord's going to help us. We're going to get there. We have one verse. You can look at that's beautiful. I love that change. That's change with an arrow and going around in a circle. Something changed up there. That's a little joke. Okay, let's let's do let's do the verse. We're going to go to Romans chapter twelve. Do you want to stand and read it? Do you, okay, you want to jump and read it? Whatever, it's up to you. Show your yeah. Let's just we'll just stand today. We'll start. We'll try jumping later. We're going to stand and read Romans twelve, verse two. Verse one is the one that says, "Present your bodies as a living sacrifice." Right? Okay. We're going to focus, hyper-focus, on verse 2 of that chapter. If you got it, say, I got it. If you don't have it, say, hold up a minute. Okay, I'm holding. I'm holding. A a minute, just a minute. It's ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Are you got it now? Romans. That's the one that's in the, uh, towards the end of the book. Okay, good. And do not be conformed to this world, or be not conformed, but be transformed, say transformed, by the renewing of your mind that, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I pray the Lord bless this message. I pray God anoint me. I pray the light of the Lord speak through all of us. All right? You say amen? So, the word transform, we're going to call it change today for our own uses, all right? And I've had this thought in my mind, if anything is going to change in my life, it's going to depend on me. But then this voice in my mind says, hold on, wait a minute, no, 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 depends on God. Okay, I'll change it. If anything is going to change in my life, it's going to depend on God. And the voice in my head says, and it's going to depend on you. So hold on, which, which one is it? Does it depend on God or does it depend on me? And the answer is, uh, yes. Don't you hate that? I don't. I like multiple choice, but when they put at the bottom D, all the above, now I'm in big trouble. You can't get, or worse, none of the above. Like, what are you trying to do? Give me a straight answer. So the truth of the matter is, change does depend on me and God. That's the truth. Change is a multi-billion-dollar industry. I know all of you would like to be part of that. It's TED talks. It's books. It's coaching sessions. It's even hypnosis. It's workout equipment. It's wonderful energy drinks. It's bad energy drinks. It's clothing. It's shoes. It's people saying, hey, do this, and you'll change. And people are willing to pay for it. Hey, I, I want to change. Let's, let's get some change on. I want this to change. I want that to change. So I have been around, and the Lord has led me to places in my life seeing crazy things. I've seen a wonderful, powerful times at altars like this. 
uh, I was in a revival one time. It was a wild revival. I mean, God was doing amazing things. The revival was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday. The revival was so powerful, the days of the week were messed up. I mean, it was just, God was moving. It was crazy. I'm serious. It was, it was on fire revival. And I, there was a guy came back to church. His mom had been praying for him for many years. And he came, and I befriended him. I invited, invited him. I said, I'll give you a ride to church next Sunday. Uh, they give us like a two-day break, whatever it was. We, it was like nine-week revival. Did not stop. I don't know how we survived it, but we just kept on going. And so um, that Sunday, I went to pick him up. He didn't answer the door. So I went and knocked on the door, and the door opened. And I said, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? And he was, had been drinking. This was his problem. He did this a lot. So I don't know what happened to me. I, was just, I had the boldness of the Lord. And so I went into the, to there. I said, come on, we're going to church. He was like, oh, I don't, I don't have He's kind of out of it. So I, I don't know what I did exactly to this day, but I just started taking bottles off the counter that said stuff like goose on them or something and jack other things and started pouring them down the drain. He said, oh, wait a minute. I said, you don't need this. You don't want this. You, don't, you want Jesus. <laughs> I got him to church. He got the Holy Ghost. So that was a powerful thing. Now, the question is, did it stick? See, that's the question. Did, it, did the change stay? I, I have seen nine people in a row get the Holy Ghost at one time. And that was powerful. But did, did the change after the, after the emotion and after the altar, did it stay? I've seen God take broken marriages that are in this church and put them back together and they're still together. I've seen God put broken marriages back together in this church and then they broke again. What happened there? Is that God's fault? Did not, did it, isn't God a healer? People get really disappointed with God, frustrated with God, because the thing that happened isn't there later. It didn't stick. Why did it not stick? Where's the real change part? And when does it really stay that way? That's the question. I want to know it. Temptations come back. People say, well, it's just a bunch of emotions. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things. I felt it, but I've lost it. Well, that, that's, that's the thing we've got to figure out. We've got to figure this out. And the, the Bible gives us a secret. It's a walk of faith. It's not a run of faith. It's not a sprint of faith. It's not a sitting of faith, which I would like that one. I, I would like to sit and the Lord bring it together. So imagine this. Today, I don't know if you kids, anybody here, if you have any money. If you don't have any money, raise your hand. Right now on your body. You don't have money right now. You don't have any body. Okay, money. Not, not body. Money. Money body. Okay, you put a jacket on at the end of school, and you reach in this pocket, and there's a $20 bill. And you reach in this pocket, and there's a $10 bill. It's a math question. What do you have? You put $20 in this pocket, and then $10 in this pocket. What do you have? Thank you, Jeff. That's right. You have somebody else's jacket. Remember, I said you have no money at the beginning. Look at you. God loves you. God loves me to have you in my life. Or God loves you. One of the two. Somewhere. So, everybody would like to have some money. I want money, 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 money. Lord bless you with some money. So, you, I, you sing that song to me, and I tell you, I've got a plan for you. All right, yay. It's going to be a plan with money. I'm excited about a money plan. Okay, so, are you going to go to, like, 
college or a trade school or, or study with someone? Oh, no, you must understand. Let me start again. I want money, 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 money. I want money in my pocket. Okay, that's fine, good. So that means you're going to go and um, like work hard hours and go to find somebody and work with them and just, you know, maybe six days a week. No, I, you missed the song. Let's start again. I want money, 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 money. So you're going to oh, so forget, forget work like somebody else or forget school. You're going to start something like a side business or, or, or learn from trial and error and practice. No, you, you're not getting it right. The song is, I want money, 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 money. This is show up in the pocket. You see, what we do is, and this is, this is for me. The Lord gave me this revelation in my heart. We focus on the result and forget about the path that leads the result. It's, it's so powerful and it hurts my heart because there are things that are bad in your life that you want to get rid of too. How many right now, if I could fix it for you, would say, I would sign up to not have mom ever chew me out again. Never again. I would sign up for dad and never discipline me again. I want the mama llama drama to stop in my life. I want it to end, Jesus. Fix it for me, Jesus. Anybody? Come on, are you serious? That they would never, no teacher would ever chew you out again. You would never get in trouble again. I could give you a pill, you'd swallow it down. Ugh. Oh, I'm done. I've been delivered. Jesus delivered me. I have, I have an answer for you. You're not going to like it. Here's what we do. Stop looking at the result of your frustration, your drama, the thing you get in trouble with. Let's back up. Okay, show me the path. How did, hold it, goes, how did we get to there? What leads me to there? Okay, this is something you might say in your life. I've got some things that I, I end up in, some places that I don't want to be. And I say, Lord, I, I don't want to be there anymore. That, that's a place of fear. I'm, I, I have anxiety. I have depression. I find myself angry. I'm in lust. And, I, and I, when I get there, I hate it. And I come to one of the services, someone talks or the Holy Ghost moves, and I, I say, Lord, I don't want to be there anymore. I want that to change. Pray for me that that changes. And the Lord is merciful, and he does forgive you. The moment you say it, Lord, I don't want to be in this lustful spot. I don't want to be in this place I hate everybody. I don't want to be in this place where I feel fearful and scared of my life. The Lord is saying, hold on, stop. You're praying for the result to change. And I want to lead you on a path and say, how do we get to that result? And how do I get to this result? The Bible says, don't be conformed to this world. That word means like to take on a shape, to take on this, the likeness of other things, to look like something else. I could put on a school uniform. I could get one of these royals things. But I, I'm not a student, right? I can look like one, sit like you guys sit, not make a motion. I can do it. I can do it. Hold, make practice. Hold on. Don't, don't, don't change now. Don't be smiling. Go back to what you were before. Let me see if I can get it. Okay, sit back. Get that back in here. <laughs> I might want to work on it. I'll, I'll get it better. I could do that. That's conforming. That's like water. You pour it into something that takes that shape. Transforming is not the opposite. This is not in, out, up, down, left, right. Transforming is quite different. It means to become something different. It's, it's beyond conforming. 
is to change the thing into something else. How do you do that? That's the real change. I want it. The Bible says you do it by the renewing of your mind. And another verse says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How, how does that happen? It's not uh, just muscle. It's not just grit. It's not clenching my teeth until I pop a blood vessel in my head. I want to change Jesus. I'll never forget, my, I had my youth pastor when I was a 17. He said, uh, hey, Scott, I want to spend some time with you. Let's, I said, what do you do? I said, well, I'm, I'm working out. So he said, well, I'll work out with you Saturday. We worked out together. His name is Terry Reese. So Terry was 32, family, job, real life, not like me. I had nothing, 17, no worries. So he said, well, let's work out. So we worked out about two hours, a lot of curls like this, and then reverse curls like that, sitting on, doing, doing the bench press. We worked out a lot. Sunday morning, Terry came to church. Of course, he hadn't worked out since he was a kid. He's just like, all of a sudden, we're going to work out. Came to church, he couldn't lift his hands. He wanted to go shake someone's hand. He would lean back and say, hey, how's it going, bro? And they say, Terry, what's wrong? I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Hold on a minute. Don't hurt my shoulder. Not that shoulder. Not that. And he just could not. His hands, he had done so much work, he could not lift his hands at all. They were like down here the sides. People were like, we should pray for Brother Terry. He's a youth pastor. He can't even lift his hands. I, and when he worshiped the Lord, he would raise his shoulders. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I felt so bad. The truth of the matter is, if you're going to do it all in one night, it's not going to work. Nobody should lose 50 pounds today. That's something's wrong with you. No one's going to put on huge muscles today. It doesn't happen like that. The Bible says that manna fell from heaven for that day. And if you gathered extra, I'm going to hide it till tomorrow. Then it started to get worms and it stuck. Oh, oh, stinky manna. The Lord provides it for today. It's a step of faith. It's a walk of faith. Jesus said, pray this prayer. Give us our daily bread. All right, I want results to change, Lord. And the Lord is saying, stop focusing on results. Look at how you got there. And start putting into your life something spiritual. Let's just get, let's get a couple of phrases out of the word of God. And start speaking them to your life. Put them in your mouth. And maybe you won't go to that fear and that anxiety. The Lord is for me. What can man do to me? The Lord is my rock and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. For you know what? My, my path, I'm going a different direction. I'm not ending there. I'm ending over here. Something's changing in my spirit because I put the word of God in my mouth. I'm listening to people talk about God, having godly conversations or being around services. I'm hearing a song. And you know what the truth of the matter is? I learned this over the years of being involved in every part of songs. It really is not about the singers. It's really not about the musicians. And I, I found that out. I was a musician for a long time, and I thought to myself, man, if I do something crazy right here and just put my elbow in these keys, I'm going to mess this whole service up. <laughs> it kind of scared me for a while. But then after a while, I learned it's not about the musicians. It's not, about, it's not even about the lyrics. Why can we sing a song 40 times in a row and it still be a blessing? Because it's a transportation vehicle taking me somewhere. It's taking me to him. 
when I begin to focus on him, and I, the words turn from just a lyric to a praise, and they turn to something that means something, all of a sudden, my path gets different. I'm not going the same place. I know what it's like to look at a result and say, God, I don't want to be there anymore. And the Lord says, you stop looking at results and look how you get there. Did you read the word of God today? Did you pray at all? Did you do anything? Start putting that in your life and it'll take a different direction. I want this to change. I do. It's, I don't know what it is. It's, I have gathered it in time. Something's happened. It's extra. I read about this the other day. People have like problems. They have like a facial things they need or whatever. They, they, they call it a fat transfer. They take fat and they transfer it to other parts of the body. And I thought to myself, I wonder if I can volunteer. I'll be tribute. I'll be the fat. You can have some of my fat for the transfer. But that, I, I read that, that you can't do that. So not yet. But I would love to be like, yes, Lord, it's me. I'm here. So I tell the Lord, this has got to change. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in shape when I change this. And the Lord reminds me. What about that concrete you had at Culver's? Well, you know, Lord, I love concrete. Concrete's good. Anything that can hold upside down and stay in the cup, that's got to be of God. That's a good thing. And then when Mama Rose made all that pasta and then that cheesecake afterwards, I, Lord, you want me to eat that? When I go to the Mary's Supper of the Lamb, it's not going to be you know, gluten-free bread and Diet Coke. It's going to be good food. I'm just getting ready. I'm learning how it's going to be. But the Lord says, you need to stop <laughs> mad about the result. Let's find out how you got to that result. Change it there. That is real change. I am telling you something that can save your life. I wish with all my heart that every school I've talked to, every place I've been, every kid I've been a part of in the 1980s was still serving God. I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that in my life, that they're still serving God. You know why they're not? They're, they're, they're somehow connected to things working out for them. They're a feeling question. How do I feel? How do I feel about you? How do I feel about my life? How do I feel about things? Or they're a doing. What should I do? Show me the steps and I'll do them. There's something beyond feeling and doing. There's something called a transformed life. It's renewing in the spirit of my mind. It's trusting him and saying, Lord, I believe you. I don't know how this works. And being renewed in the spirit of my mind, not just my mental acuity, not just my body, but in the spirit of my mind, something's changing in my life. I have one last thing to tell you. The Bible talks about this in James 3, and it's kind of crazy. Um, James talks about things that lead Little things that lead big things. He says you take a horse, put that bit in its mouth, and it's really tight back there. And then you have the bridle, and you can pull that horse. It's a little piece of metal. Huge animal, left and right. Or it takes, he says there's a, the boat has a helm or I guess a wheel, some sort. And this massive boat, you can turn the whole thing. And then he says so is our tongue talks about our tongue. What, what I've missed for many years, I just like caught it, like, Lord, that's what you're showing me. Just like the horse's bit, and just like the helm on the boat, I can lead my life as I hung. It's not very big. It weighs like 70 grams for a person. It's tiny. 
but I can lead my life with my tongue. I can hurt my life with my tongue. I can, I can kick this tongue, and I don't want to do it. Just grab a hold of it and just pull myself around by it. But I can. And that can cause change to happen in my life. The Bible says in Amos, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Let's go somewhere. You want to go? Sure. Where are we going? We're going to go that way. Well, I don't really want to go that way or that fast. I'm going to go this way. You can't walk together unless you agree, right? You ever seen it during those races? They put the sack, sack race or three-legged race, two guys, this leg and their, their, their left leg, about one sack. We have our arms around each other. That's going to be hard unless you agree on the timing and the step. Even then, it's going to be awkward. You want to walk with God? Put God's words in your mouth. Stop talking about your words and their words and what she said and he said. Start saying God's words. God, you are a rock. You're my salvation. You're the king of my life. You're the savior of the world. You're a powerful God. You can change anything. This is impossible with men, but with you, God, everything's possible. That changes my walk. It changes my results. It changes my destination. Oh, Jesus, I, I, I pray that this message gets a hold of your mind, that something is meaty in here that you'll stay. I remember that. I need that. I want, real, I want more than a uniform, more than conformity. I want transformation in my life. Jesus' name. Stay with me, would you kids? Let's pray right now. Come on. Call on the Lord. Lord Jesus, you're in this house. You're doing a work. You're speaking to my life. You're speaking through our hearts. You are the light of the world. You're the light, the light of every man that coming into the world. Let the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ shine in this place. Let the light of the glorious gospel shine. You're the one that illuminates every darkened place. You're the one that said of you, Lord Jesus, when you were there, that light has sprung up to those who sit in the region and shadow of death. Oh, Father, do a work, I pray, in our lives. We want more than your good feeling. I'm glad about it. We want more than emotion. We want something that sticks, that stays, that every single day we take another step by faith. Believe in you, Lord. Lead us. We want these, every person here that hears the word of God to be here again another year, another 10 years from now, to be strong with you, holding on to you, Lord. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Come on, can say in Jesus' name. All right, God bless you, Brother Andrew. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Brother Scott, for that amazing word. Wow. Proverbs 18 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So true. Thank you, Brother Scott, for teaching us today. And I hope that we are uh, doers, not only hearers of the word,